0: Sometimes you need a little spice in your life. I have plenty of spice. What kinds do you have? Like Italian seasoning? Paprika. Paprika? Yeah. (laughs) Paprika. (laughs) Some oregano? Yeah, oh, definitely the oregano. Gotta get that garlic powder, though. Ooh, sage? Yeah. Cumin? Cuman? My way of spicing things is if you just keep adding a bunch of shit to it, eventually it'll taste good. (laughs) I just spice until I like it. Oh, we are here. This is the Marvel Forest podcast. And I'm Jesse. And I'm Amber. And we're here. And what the fuck happened at our panel? <laughs> <laughs> yes, this is the first time we could actually talk about it on the podcast. Jesse, how did we do that? Okay, well, let's start from
1: the, the hotel beginning? room.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so, so, literally, like our description of last week said. We literally spent two hours in the hotel room googling how to pronounce Japanese words. Before the panel, we just sat there and on I'd... laptops in a hotel room where <laughs> there's other things that we could clearly be doing, like eating. And we'd listen to the audio thing and be like, does this sound like this to you? Or does it sound like this? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And it was then... the most thorough research we've ever done. I kept, I kept texting Devin sometimes, so that was fun. We did this research, and then you went to take some pictures, and we met you back at the hotel because, okay, so <laughs> so literally I was like, I'm going to try to get something to eat before our panel. <laughs> yeah, us too, but we didn't. And so I go to the downstairs bar at our hotel. And they are literally taking forever. So the food shows up. Amber has already called me, being like, Hey, are you, like, coming back up to the room so we could go? And I'm like, Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm working on it. I'll be up in a minute. And I was apparently tapping on my uh, my debit card on the table impatiently. So to the point that one of the voice actors that was at the bar <laughs> asked me why I was so impatient and... Ended up, long story short, paying for my meal. Which is cool. <laughs> Which is really cool. Um, I didn't know who they were at the time. But, like, hey, okay, thanks. Uh, <laughs> and then so I pretty much ran upstairs through food. The Like, I literally just boxed up the food and ran upstairs. Like, you didn't even eat it. I did not even eat it. I ran upstairs and I grabbed all my things. And then we all came downstairs together. And we all immediately went to our panel room which when we got there there was a line already there was already a line it was like maybe 40 minutes prior to our panel starting and the line wasn't that long it was probably like i would roughly say about 20 people maybe no there was more than 20 people there was more in that than 20 people? i would say like at least we 40 to 50 up, people in that line yes i thought i don't think it was that long. amber when we walked up you're like that's our line for our room no they said this is your line and i was like i don't think it's that i didn't think it was that many to be honest like i didn't think it was that many because we were at one of the back panel rooms so it went to the back but i didn't expect it to go to all the way to the wall but people were sitting down so i could have also just not seen them yeah but uh Yeah, so we had a little bit of a line and we were like, Oh god. Yeah, so then we had to awkwardly wait there because like the other panelists had not gotten out of the room yet. And so we're like awkwardly waiting there and me and Amber are starting to like panic a little. (laughs) And we're like, Okay, like let's do this, let's roll and we get let in and we have to do like We had thirty minutes before the panel to get set up. Yeah. So that was kinda cool. That was good to have. And while we were in there getting set up and everything the staff kept coming and being like, You guys got a really long line and we're like, no, like if it's not that long. We didn't know how long it was, I think, until Andy told us how long the line was. Well, because the one of the things was was we both wanted to peek our head outside the room, but we both didn't want to peek our head outside the we room. We thought it better to not do that, even though I kinda wish I would have and taken a picture of it. Yeah. But We started filing the people in and talking to them as they came in, which made me more comfortable. Yeah, it took like 20 minutes to file everyone in. Oh my god, it took a long time. There were so many people. Well, because they had to check everyone's IDs. So we did an 18 plus panel. So you literally need to show an ID. So pretty much... We are free to say whatever the fuck we wanted to. I literally thought they filled half the room and I was like, this is this has got to be it, right? And they're like, no, you're going to fill this room. And we're like, what? No, no, Oh, no, Maybe like close to filling it. <laughs> yeah. So it was it was really comforting talking to the people as they came in. Yeah. Um, so it, it brought down my nerves, but like I, the nerves are still there for my first story. Oh, I was still nervous for sure. But overall, like I think it just went. The panel went so well. People responded to us really well in the panel, and I'm, I couldn't believe the turnout. We filled 400 seats. It and is insane. And well, and people don't don't even didn't even know who we were. Right. It was just literally like we described a panel well enough that people showed up. (laughs) Mm-hmm. You know, and people like people who it wasn't like their cup of tea. They left, you know, and more people came in. People still waited in line. They capped our line because of fire code. They capped our line right in front of our friend Andy. Like the guy went in in front of Andy and then Andy. They're like, oh, no more. And Andy's like, I can't just stand in the back. They're like, nope, no more. And then someone left. So he had to go in <laughs> So, like, fortunately, we now know for next year, because we are definitely doing it again next year. Oh, for sure. That our friends have to be present with us when we (laughs) walk into that panel room. If they want to come, they need to come with us. Yes. So, or they may or may not get in. (laughs) So, but yeah, it was was so cool. So many people came up and were asking us questions and talking to us. And it just made me so... Like, entirely happy. Yeah, and they took our business cards, and they told us their own stories. Oh, my God. Jesse and I were freaking out so much afterwards. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. It took us a really long time to calm down from that. But, yeah, no. So, and then people kept stopping us in the hallway as, like, we were walking out. And, like, if you are started to listen to us... From that panel, welcome. And thank you. So, like, because you blew our fucking minds. <laughs> yes, our minds were so blown. We did not think that the turnout would be as well as it did. We didn't think we'd have as good of a time slot as we did or as big of a room as right. we did. Um, and we didn't think that everything would go as amazing as it did. I literally just, I am so at a loss for words I can only use the word amazing it was amazing yes (laughs) I literally went back to the room after when I was like putting all my stuff away and like called Jason and I was like texting pictures to my mom and like it was... I called my dad the next day and I was like dad it was so cool like my mom was like I'm so proud of you and I was like I was like I can't even believe that that happened I first of all I'm not a public speaker at all oh no so, neither am I none of us are honestly when my coworkers were like how did your panel go I'm like I don't know how I did that <laughs> I honestly <laughs> don't know how I did that Yeah, I know how I did that. Two hot toddies and a very (laughs) scratchy voice. So, yeah, because Jessie was losing her voice because she was like, getting. were you getting over a cold? I was getting over a cold, so I was losing my voice. I didn't have any drinks or anything. I just did it, and I don't know how. Yeah. The hot toddy worked. The One of the staff members joked with us about how we'll be in the Grand Ballroom next year. It was that, one of the tech guys, too, and we were like, that's funny, because at the time he told us that we didn't know that they had capped our line multiple times, like, that yeah. they kept having to take, like, crazy. Yes. But we had a super good time. Thank you guys for coming out. If you were there and you're listening to us now from that, because that was so crazy and awesome. Yeah, that was, it was so. So amazing. <laughs> yeah. I, I literally talked, like, when I came back from, so like, a lot of my coworkers don't know what I do. Yeah. <laughs> I'm become, a lot of my coworkers do because I downloaded our podcast on their phones. <laughs> so like, people are like, how was your weekend? And I'm like, I was a total nerd all weekend and I hosted a panel for 400 people. And they're like, what? And so one of my coworkers, I literally started talking to him about the podcast and everything. He goes, "That legitimately sounds really cool. He goes, "Why have he goes, "How long have you been doing this for?" And I go, "Over a year." <laughs> and he goes, "And you've never brought it up and I'm like, i it felt like not something I should bring up to coworkers. I mean, yeah, maybe. And the environment that you're in, yes, I'm in a very professional office environment. I'm not we tell each other all about weird shit. Yeah, but... And so I ended up giving him the card, and I don't know if he's actually listened to us. I don't know. Hi, Jesse's coworker, if you have. Hey. Jesse also gave our card to a voice actor at Yomacon. <laughs> <laughs> so, so we're going to talk about after, the after panels. I mean, you can cut all that out, but it was funny. <laughs> no, no, fine. No, let's fucking talk about it, right? All right, Jesse. All right. <laughs> so he's like living on like the high of like, Oh my God, our panel was amazing. Right. And everyone else ditched me. <laughs> if I'm going to be completely honest, I think you went to get food. I went to go put stuff in the room because I didn't want to carry my laptop and stuff around. No, I was there with you. You guys left. And then to do where something. did I go? I don't know. Maybe I had a panel or something. And then you guys went to the game room. But so me, I ate my leftover sort of wilting Caesar salad that I did not get to eat prior to the panel. And then I went to the bar by myself. I, the line was so long at the bar. So I get to the bar. I order a Long Island because like I need lots of alcohol because this line is way too long to like get something that's not extremely alcoholic. You need a Long Island for the long line. Yes. (laughs) <laughs> yes. Thank you for making the joke I made to the bartender ever. <laughs> I know cuz you came and told me that joke and I was like, "Okay." <laughs> so, uh while I was waiting in line, there was a table that was uh, full of people that was next to the line, and in our panel, someone had left a button on our uh our table, like our like a little stage table, and it said team pineapple on it. I had No fucking clue what that meant, right? No, neither did I. I looked at it and I was like, huh, what's that? And I like the guy was still awkwardly standing near me. So I just kind of didn't acknowledge it. Well, I picked it up when I was like picking up all the business cards and most of the room was like emptying out. And so I picked it up and I see all these people with these badges and like on top of their badge, they have like another badge that says Team Pineapple on it. And at first I literally thought they were staff of the convention, right? Right. And so me with my Long Island and my confidence from the panel, I literally tap on one of their shoulders and I go, Hi, um, I have a quick question. I was like, what does Team Pineapple mean? And they're like, oh, great question. And they're like they're like, it's like the hand like they put all of the voice actors in like groups, apparently, and they have handlers. That like, make sure they get to the places that they need to go. <laughs> so, Team Pineapple is one of the groups of all the voice actors that, like, sta- like, staff members are in charge of. And so, I start talking to them, and then they're like, why do you ask? And I'm like, well, I just had this amazing panel. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, and someone left it on my thing. And they're like, oh, that's awesome and they start introducing themselves and they start talking to me and i it still never clicked until like that moment where i'm like oh fuck i'm literally talking to a group of voice actors and producers and uh like media people in the anime and gaming community <laughs> which was so that's so neat cuz like jessie texted me while we were in the game room like reading how to like do games and she was like Oh my God, I have to tell you what just happened to me. I'm coming right now. Where are you? (laughs) And I was like, um, I'm over here. So the, so it's like sort of in the hotel and it's like literally like across like a really long hallway is where Amber was in comparison to where the bar was. So like, I literally just ran across a really long hallway to get to where she was. And like, I had talked to them for a little bit. I had found out where I know where someone fucking lives. They told you. (laughs) They told me where they live. She wasn't stalking. She was told. I Don't make that face, Devin. Devin, Devin, I can't believe I haven't told you this story. Devin, he told me where he lived, and I am now friends with him on Facebook after this conversation. So I ran across, and I told Amber everything. And then I ran back. (laughs) And I got another drink, and I, like, sat at the bar. And I, like, tried to, like... I was just like, I'm not going to go over and talk to them anymore. But, like, I was still in, like, seeing distance of them, like... And eventually, Alyssa joined me at the bar, and I told her everything. And I eventually, drunkenly, made my way back to the hotel myself. Second, 1... 1 a.m. 1:30 a.m. Something the- like that. Because you text... So- I, you... Called me, or I called you to see what you were doing because we were walking back to the hotel and you're like, Oh, it's second 1 a.m. And I was like, What the fuck? Really? Because I, we didn't, we completely missed it. The bar cheered because we have an hour still more to drink. <laughs> it's not 2 a.m., it is second 1 a.m. And we have one more hour, right? Ooh, look at that time <laughs> change, everyone. So it's like almost in theory, three in the morning. <laughs> In theory, in theory, three in the morning, and I'm walking back from the bar to the hotel in downtown Detroit by myself <laughs> in the freezing, frigid. It was cold, cold air, and I was wearing a skirt and <laughs> fishnets, and I was so cold, and I had to hold my skirt down because it was windy. And I was like, "Who made this decision?" So I get to the hotel, back to the hotel. And I ride up the elevator, and on the ride up the elevator, I, another voice actor and their handler gets into the elevator with me. And he's telling this person about how this is the first con he's ever been to, and he's having an amazing experience. And, like, and I was like, oh, I'm like, I so, like, I interject as well. I'm like, that's amazing. And I'm like, I think this is an awesome con. I've been coming here for this many years, blah, 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 blah. I also didn't quite realize he was a voice actor at first, because also maybe drunk. He ends up getting off on the same floor that we're staying on. And that's when I ran into you, because we were getting ready to go down to our friend's room, and you were talking, and I like hit the button, and you were like, oh, yeah, I'll come with you down there. And then like you kept talking to the guy, so we went down, and then we got into the elevator, and the guy was like, you know who, who that is, right? And we're like, nope, didn't know. So I'm like, all right, I'm going to go save Jesse. Or I'm going to go, not save, but I'm like, I'm going to go uh network <laughs> Jesse. <laughs> Air quotes. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. I was like, I want to talk to this person, but I actually like am kind of like, know work that they've done. So I was kind of excited to talk. Yeah. So we just talked for a little while and Jesse gave <laughs> uh, him our card, our podcast We were talking card. about Japan. Yeah. But... Yeah, it was a really cool experience. Yeah, no, so it was awesome. It was so awesome, and that that's where we should um Jive on and into into dive stories. on into it. Where is the card? The the card coin? Me. That works actually perfect. Okay, because if you did or did not make it to our panel, this is the set part two. Oh yeah, this is well no, this is like. Part two, like literally, we came up with so many stories for the panel because we were afraid that we would not fill the time, which we filled perfectly. We would have, we would have filled that pretty good. Yeah. Uh, but we did cut some. Yes. So I'm going to tell some of the stories that I have that we cut. I'm going to tell one story that we cut and I'm doing one story that was actually told at the panel. Yeah. So uh i'm going to so welcome to haunted japan part Two. Ooh, haunted japan part two so i'm going to tell you about the anyo it is in japanese traditional beliefs and literature the anyo is a vengeful spirit this ghost is believed to be capable of causing harm in the world of the living injuring or killing enemies or even causing natural disasters that's crazy so, the, to be exact, the vengeance is to redress the wrongs it received while it was alive and then taking their spirits from their dying bodies. That's metal. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. So, it's a vengeance type thing. Yes. It's definitely a vengeance type thing. So, occasionally, the Anyo's curse is born not out of hatred but out of intense, passionate love. So it is so obsessed with you, it turns into extreme jealousy. Oh, okay. So these Anyo haunt their former lovers, exacting uh, their wrath onto the romances, second marriages, their children, and eventually end up destroying their lives of the ones they love so much in their life. (laughs) wow that's a little extreme wouldn't you want them to be happy come on ghosts like you could play some games with me but like maybe like keep it more chill (laughs) you know like i don't ruin my entire fucking life yeah like i want to try to like move on and live my best life and i like still love you but like i need to move on right so (laughs) so here's my question to you amber okay Can you divorce a ghost by performing a cleansing? Yes. 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 (laughs) I'm going with yes. Yes. uh, Yeah. I'm, I'm going with yes. So, like, sage out the ghost. Sage your wedding ring off your hand. (laughs) (laughs) Would you just burn it off? Like, (laughs) or would you stuff your wedding ring into the sage? Ooh. You put your wedding ring around the sage. Oh. And then you're cleansing the wedding union i was trying to say union but i was kept wanting to say wedding ring so the ghosts are almost exclusively women uh, who have been wronged in life and are returning to wreak havoc so like hell hath no fury like a woman's scorn am i right ha 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 so the anyo appears as they did when they died so whatever they looked like when they died, that's what, how they appear, essentially? Yes. So if you died, like, in a brutal murder, you you look brutally murdered. Ooh. That's intense. So, like, if your head got chopped off, would you just, like, appear as a headless horseman or a floating head? Or you were holding your head by the hair. By the hair. By the For long... For sure, by the long black hair. Yes. So the victims, uh, they are usually the victims of war, murder, or suicide, and they usually have the wounds... That have caused their death. In pop culture, they appear in a white burial kimono, wild, unkept, long black hair, with pale white skin or white foundation coupled with blue face paintings. Oh, so like they're white, white whitish skin with blue face paintings? So, like, pretty much just think of like a really pale white person with sunken eyes and sunken cheeks. Okay, so like blue, like bluey with the shadows. Yeah. Okay. So the Anyo is a staple of Japanese horror genre and is most notable from being from The Ring and The Grudge franchises. Yep, that makes sense. Is also from the fighting game Killer Instinct. There is an Anyo who died while defending her village. She haunts her old village and will take vengeance on anyone who desecrates its ruins with her Nagita. Her Nagita. Naginata. Naginata? Naginata? Oh, yep. Naginata. What is it? It's a sword. A sword. For those... for those. I think it's a staff with, like, a sword on the end of it. Am I I right, I think you are right. Yeah. Now that you're describing it, I couldn't remember. I looked it up that this was going to be in the panel like I knew of it when we were going to do the panel. (laughs) So... Yeah, it is a... It's like a long stick with a sword at the end. Yeah. It's like a bayonet. Yeah. But not a gun. Uh, It is also in Dead by Daylight. Um... In, released in the Shattered Bloodline DLC, where Rin Yaka- Yamaoka is an Anya who returns from the dead after being brutally murdered by her father. Whoa. That's intense. Yeah. Like, if you look at the art of that girl, it's, like, crazy, too, because, like, you could see, like, the wounds of, like, slice marks on her arms. So they did do, like, in, it, that's a game or something? Yeah, it's a video so game. So they did do, like, true to... Legend. Yes, that's pretty cool. Like Shakespeare's Macbeth, legend has it that the curse accompanies her story, though, and those who retell it will suffer injuries and even death. So to this day, producers, actors, and their crews continue to go to a grave in Oyawa, of Oyawa in Tokyo, before productions, praying to her soul and asking for her blessing. To tell her story once again. Oh, wow. So her story is pretty much... She was a young woman who was brutally disfigured and then murdered by her greedy husband in an elaborate plot. Elaborate. Yeah, elaborate. Somehow. I tried to look into it. I didn't spend that much time. (laughs) Elaborate plots, to me, are like like, life insurance policy things. But like, no, like... They always include like multiple people, espionage, spy missions, like poison or some sort of fatal accident that was definitely super planned. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So I, so I'm assuming since like the Grudge and the Ring movies are such big franchises in Japan and here in the United States, uh, I believe they probably had people go to The grave, the burial grave site in Tokyo, in ask for her blessing. That would be interesting. That's kind of cool. Yeah. So that is the Anyo. Wow. The vengeful spirit. She's not spooky at all. No. She will murder you and take your soul. Okay. So we're going to tell you about Kuchisaka Ona. Is that how you say it? Kuchisaki Ona? Is it sake or Sake? sakeona Kuchi translates into "split mouth woman." Oh no! So according like to why me- so serious? Yes, worse. Worse. <laughs> so according to legends, Kuchi was a human woman who was mutilated. Oh, she was human. That's she good was to know. human. Who was mutilated during her life by her mouth being cut from ear to ear, ear to ear, like. Eh whole bottle oh. open. Like, like, picture Black Dahlia. Black oh, Black Dahlia. okay. In some versions of the story, she was an adulterous wife. In others, she was a concubine of a samurai. Ooh, a concubine. And then... But- Every time I think of concubines, I think of Mulan. Is that bad? No, because that's what I think of too. Okay. <laughs> um. In both of these versions, she was incredibly vain. And as punishment for her infidelity, her mouth was cut. After cutting, the man asked, Who will think you're beautiful now? Oh, I thought you were going to say, why so serious? (laughs) (laughs) Another version of the story was that her mouth was mutilated during a medical or dental procedure. How was it mutilated that bad? Um, Like how? I'll tell you. In this version, she was mutilated by a woman who was jealous of her beauty. Oh, she was just so pretty that the dentist was like, fuck this bitch and cut her mouth open. Oh, okay. Well, I'm never going to see you as a dentist again. (laughs) I would hope not. (laughs) I'd rather have my teeth rot than see you again. (laughs) You've (laughs) cut my mouth from ear to ear. I'm just not going to come to you anymore. (laughs) That's like a really, like, chill way of dealing with your problems, huh? Yeah. So it's thought that the original tale was a cautionary story to remain faithful. Uh, Kushi Sakeyono appears at night. To lone travelers on the road. She'll appear- Like a hitchhiker? Um, not, not necessarily. Like a, just appearing in front of your vehicle and then you think you hit someone? More like if you're like walking down the street at night. And she's just sitting from a distance underneath a light pole? And then she just appears, yeah. Like okay. she's standing there all creepy. The yeah, light blinks and like she gets closer to you and closer to you and closer No. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I like how we're just adding a bunch of horror movie tropes in. Like- <laughs> So she can be seen either using a fan or a handker- handkerchief. Oh, like my trash fan? Yes. Like your trash fan. But most commonly she's seen... If you seen- need to see my trash fan, go to my Instagram. You can find it through our uh, normal Instagram. <laughs> our podcast Instagram. Most commonly, she can be seen wearing a surgical mask. Which, is that's not very uncommon in Japan. Well, No. So like you'd see someone on the street they've got a surgical mask you wouldn't really think much of it right yeah she will or preventing being sick when while you're while you're traveling she will ask if you think she's pretty do you think I'm pretty <laughs> just like that <laughs> like do you think I'm pretty um if As you, she takes off her mask and her jaw falls out if you say no she will kill you immediately with a pair of scissors Oh, she just has some scissors (laughs) lying around. Fuck this bitch. You don't think I'm pretty? Stab. To the jugular. Like. If you answer yes, she will take off her mask and ask you, how about now? (laughs) How about now? Am I pretty to you now? (laughs) If you say no at this point, she will kill you by cutting you in half. Like, which way? Like, hot dog or hamburger? <laughs> <laughs> um, I want to think hot dog because I think that's a funnier way. Okay. <laughs> but also, she's, c- I'm pretty sure she's still cutting you in half with these scissors. So oh, okay. So like, chop, they'd be chop, chop, pretty chop, chop. strong scissors. So like, the scissors from Kill a Kill. Kill a Kill. Yeah. Giant ass fucking scissors. Her scissors get bigger yeah. when she's ready to cut you in half. It's um, an anime. Come on. like, <laughs> If you say that she is pretty, you aren't safe either. Why not? So there's a few things. Do I have to say you're beautiful? Oh, my God. I'd marry you in a heartbeat. <laughs> like, oh, my God. You're the most beautiful woman I've ever seen in my entire life. Even when your jaw looks like it's falling off your face. No, because she'll probably still kill you. Oh, okay. Um, There are a few different things that she said to do. But the main one is that she will cut your mouth in the same way of hers. Oh, we could be twinsies? Yeah, it could be twins. Okay. Other accounts say that she will follow you home and kill you on the threshold of your house. Oh, on the threshold. Yeah, like you won't So I won't make it inside. Nope. The only way to survive the encounter is to say yes the first time she asks you and- Then um, run the fuck away? To either answer average or so-so the second (laughs) time. (laughs) So when she takes off her mask, you're like- yeah, uh, it's y- alright. You know, you were better with the mask on. You're average. <laughs> it's said to, like, have her ponder. So, like, it makes her stop for a second and you can get away. Oh, okay. So when you say that, run the fuck away. Yeah, But the other thing you can do is you can outsmart her by throwing money or candy at her. <laughs> so she goes, how about now? And you just throw... Quarters that. <laughs> <laughs> you're not you you your hungry hair has Snickers. <laughs> you should always keep candy and coins in your pocket is what I'm learning from this. Just in case like you're ever in this situation, you reach into your pocket. And you and- just chuck a Snickers at her face. Pocket quarters. <laughs> just a whole roll. A, a whole, whole roll of quarters. Of so without a distraction... She's going to reappear in front of you if you try to escape, and she so will you. So you better her. have those fucking quarters. So you quarters. have to have some sort of distraction. You have to either tell her she's average looking or throw quarters okay, at her. Okay, here's the plan. Okay? Two rolls of quarters. I know it's 20 bucks, but two rolls of quarters, okay? And a thing of Mentos. <laughs> They're technically <laughs> a hard candy, right? Yeah. Or are they chewy? They got a hard shell. <laughs> so what you do... Is you throw the first roll at her, you break open the second roll like a grenade, and throw it the other way, so it splatters and shatters on the ground. And she pi- she has to go and pick up all of the other quarters. <laughs> is and she a fairy? <laughs> <laughs> that's your distraction to go and get it. Oh, perfect. I think that'll totally work. Yeah, so you need two rolls of quarters in this scenario. Got it. So during the Edo period, a large number of Kuchisakiona attacks were blamed on the shape-shifting Katsune um, playing pranks on young men. Oh, just pranks. Yep. And if you, if you don't know what that is, listeners or anyone, Katsune is the Japanese word for fox, and they are very common in Japanese folklore, and in English, Katsune refers to them in Japanese folklore. But stories depict them... As legendary foxes being super intelligent, possessing paranormal abilities, and they also have a yokai folklore where they're shapeshifters. But they're adorable. They like to play tricks on you. Are they like pickpockets? Like what? They'll take your roll of quarters before sh- Ooh, you can even throw shit. them. You better keep one hand on your quarters at all time. <laughs> Kuchisuke is <laughs> like your hand on the trigger of a gun. <laughs> Kuchisake Onna started to become more popular in the 1970s. In 1979, she was supposedly chasing children, and this could have oh, just 1979 is there was a specific incident incident in 1979 where there was a panic that she was like chasing children around. Okay, and that this could this whole thing could have some historical significance. Okay, so also in. 2004, there was a woman seen in South Korea, because this legend has also spread to South Korea, and she would, would wear white masks and would be frequently seen chasing children. The legend, um, like I said, had spread there, and now she appears there a lot of times wearing a red mask. Um, but what's even crazier... Okay. In 2007, a coroner found record that in the late 1970s, there was actually a woman who would chase children... And she was struck by a car and killed while chasing a child. She did also appear to have a split mouth, and that was thought to be one of what led to the panic of the Kuchisake ona in the seventies. Oh, oh, wow! Like, like freshly split mouth, or like half healed split mouth? I'm not like, sure. Just that she did have a she had a split mouth, but that's okay. like interesting, right? Yeah, that is that's super. That's interesting. a really like that's your like true crime moment. Yeah. Of paranormal legend. Yeah. So the legend is still really popular today, though now with time, there is now a new way to escape her. Oh, there is. Yeah. So, so you, you don't tell her that she's uh so-so. So-so. Here's my fucking money. Here's some candy, bitch. <laughs> <here's something laughs> like Trick or treat. <laughs> you can also just now simply tell her that you have a previous appointment to attend to and she will... Ex- apologize and ask you to excuse her poor manners and then leave oh that's very nice of her yeah, um, excuse me i'm actually late for an appointment with my dentist and i hope she doesn't <laughs> think i'm too pretty um because like i feel like that could go really wrong really quickly oh so, so oh, I'm so i'm so sorry i didn't mean to um cause you any delay i'll oh, yeah, be, go- I'll be go- going i'll be going thank you very much i appreciate it and then you run like hell yeah <laughs> Um, so the story of the kuchisake Onna has been used in lots of manga and no- novels and Japanese horror movies. Um, she did appear in the 1994 animated film Pompoko, produced by Studio-, Studio Ghibli. She also made her live-action debut in the 1996 short film kuchisake Onna, and she has also been mentioned in the ring apparently oh neat so yeah we both let's rewatch the ring for specific reasons that sounds terrifying she also appeared in the webcomic for mob psycho 100 okay cool so yeah tell her she's like okay looking and throw a pack of quarters at her and maybe some hard candy for good measure yeah you know what kind of hard candy is the best like the old lady candies the nondescript, the Werthers, n- Werther's like those, those originals, those two. like those caramel candies, those two, but also like the weird mixed variety bag you can get with the nondescript, like just colorful wrappers that have no label on them, like weird strawberry candy wrapper. Fucking so, like mint it, the, the perfect, are the, best. the perfect purse candy. Yeah, you know I'm just turning into an old lady slowly. My mom used to buy me giant ass bags of hard candy. <laughs> oh jeez. She'd be like, "Here's your old lady candy." <laughs> uh, thanks, mom. Yeah, so that's great. So, ready for my story? Your other one. Your next one. My next story. So, the... The... The Kanashibari. I would say Kanashibari. Yeah. Well, no, I have it written out, but, like... The Kanashibari is a Japanese term for sleep paralysis. It is the... As everyone knows, or should know, is a phenomenon when the REM sleep overlaps with the waking consciousness. Uh, the victim's body is still is still paralyzed in sleep but the eyes are awake and the mind is half awake have you ever experienced sleep paralysis i have not Not on wood but i haven't either i have i've slept on my arm all night and i wake up and i'm like, Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> <I> <laughs> like do my arm doesn't move i do that literally every morning i fall asleep on my arm and then my arm is so numb is that a sleep paralysis? No. No. <laughs> it is, totally. No, it's totally it sleep paralysis. No. The stories about the Kanashibari go all the way back to ancient times, and it is thought that it is a supernatural force enacted upon the body. The most common form of the Kanashibari comes from possession. When a person is possessed by the Inugami, the Kitsune, the Tanuki, or other kinds of... To Tsukimono. Tsukimono? So, Tsukimono or the possession thing. Ew. That's what that stands for, by the way. The thing that possesses you? Yeah, the thing that possesses you. Or, like, probably things around you. So, this sort of possession could sometimes be overcome if a Shugenzia recited Buddhist sutras to drive out the possessing animal spirit. Once the spirit was driven out, the kanashibara would disappear and all would be well again. (laughs) There are other kinds of yokai that can inflict the kanashibara. So the kanashibara is like sleep paralysis. So like things that can make sleep paralysis happen. Mm -hmm. So the makura geishi or the pillow flipper. Oh, cute. Is a kind of... The Zashiki uh, where is she that haunts rooms at night flipping over pillows while the sleep you sleep? Like flipping them under your head or like flipping your pillow over and now it's on top of your head? I don't know. I didn't really look into that. But I like flipping it over on top of your head. Maybe because it's like trying to suffocate you because this is scary. I like that it's like Oh, man, your pillow's getting really warm. Let me flip it over to the cool side for you. (laughs) It's just trying to be helpful. Yeah, it's just trying to be, like, nice. Well, we'll my last story is helpful. Okay. Yeah. While others wake up in the middle of the night feeling a crushing weight on their chest and find a small ghost of... It depends on the person, like, who their, I guess, uh, sleep paralysis demon is, you know? But in Japanese folklore, it is a small child sitting on them. Oh, and depending on their mood, the Makura Geishi may bug you every night or, like, may take a couple vacation days and, like, not bug you every night. Just depending on its mood? Yeah, its mood, not yours. Yeah, fuck your mood. Yeah, it does what he wants. It does what it wants when it wants. Exactly. It's not harmful, but terrifying. So the Kanashi bara can even be caused by humans. Did you know that? Oh. Specifically, priests or social or sorcerers, social workers. <laughs> it, you, it can be caused by priests or social workers. <laughs> One, t- So this is a great tale, by the way. One tale tells a story of a jealous princess chasing after her lover. Oh, jealous princess. Yes. But he was actually trying to escape her advances. So he asked the priest to help. So the priest trapped her inside of the Kanashibara, giving him time to flee her. <laughs> oh, that's, a, that's kind of mean. Is it though? I mean, she just wanted love. I know. The Kanashibara is caused also by ghosts. Okay. So like, ghosts can be like, hey, go, go fuck that person up. Go fuck yourself. They can't sleep. You can't sleep anymore. Yeah. So the person wakes up in the middle of the night with an ominous foreboding sense of dread they realize they cannot move and even though they are wide awake it is it feels like a powerful arms are gripping them tight keeping them immobile and then suddenly in some cases or somehow some people feel an invisible force tugs on their legs and drags them out from underneath the covers Usually in the direction of an open window or a river. (laughs) (laughs) The river that's in your bedroom. Maybe it's outside your bedroom. Oh, maybe. But I like the picture, like, in your room. Like, you have a really fancy house and you have your built-in river. You have, like, a built-in lazy river through your entire house. Who did I talk to? Someone told me, he was probably a Tinder person, (laughs) that their dream house had a lazy river in it starting at their bedroom. That'd be pretty sweet. Could you imagine? it just take them to all the rooms. That'd be kind of fun. I just made a comment about how you'd just be soggy. You probably would be soggy. Everything you owned would be wet. Because, like, you can't get out of that gracefully. Yeah. And how Get out of your little inner tube gracefully. And, like, where is the ladder at? Because is there a ladder in every single room? Because that's a lot of ladders. I feel like you should put that many ladders in. Probably. Otherwise, you're going to make a big floppy mess everywhere. Exactly. As you balloon out of the water. <laughs> I definitely also made a Sims house with a, a a pool throughout the entire house. That would be fucking sweet. New Sims house idea. I've done it. Well, I, now I'm going to do it. Like OG Sims. And after a desperate struggle, they'll finally snap out of the sleep paralysis and see a ghost of a middle-aged woman rising up into the ceiling. But it was a child all along? Uh, was the child really a middle-aged woman? Yeah, why not? And Maybe just, this is the Anyo the entire time. And she's just floating up into the ceiling. Yeah.
1: I don't like that. Because she's the
0: one who enacted the revenge of the small child on this person. I don't like this. Well, good thing the story's over. Well, thanks. Because <laughs> I told you it wasn't that great of an ending when That's you walked fine. in today. I loved it. All right. So the last one I have for you, I'm going to tell you about the cursed Kleenex commercial again. Oh, okay. (laughs) Because I love it. And it's short, sweet, and I'm going to curse all of our listeners now. Sorry. Look it up at midnight. (laughs) Actually, it's on our Facebook. Someone posted it to our Facebook page. At midnight. At midnight. It was so cool. (laughs) So you should... We really appreciate whoever did that. Yeah, you should definitely go to our Facebook page and you can get the video from there. In 1986, the Kleenex brand released a commercial in Japan. The ad featured a young woman in white offering a Kleenex to a toddler dressed as a Japanese okay, ogre. Okay, and I'd like to say this again. It, that, it didn't look like a baby, okay? okay? But also it was a baby dressed in red on a red background. Yeah. <laughs> so you can't really see it. <laughs> it's is so You're weird. And also it was in the 80s, so all the video quality that you can find is so poor. I know. It looks like it's taken off a of VHS. <laughs> right? Um. So, the woman is making a loving gesture at the child before the commercial fades out to black and then fades back in to the two watching the tissue fly away. (laughs) Yeah, it just floats away so majestically. (laughs) (laughs) The ad is set to the song It's a Fine Day by Jane and Barton, and this is one of three commercials featuring these characters. You know, and, like, you played it for me and I watched it, and honestly... I didn't know it was English. It is really hard to tell it is, but, like, if you listen really closely, you can kind of tell, but it's, like, really hard to tell. It's it's so, like, whisper sung. It's kind of creepy. So, after the Ogre commercial aired, viewers- The Ogre commercial? The Ogre. The Japanese Ogre commercial. Okay. Yeah, the Shrek commercial. After the commercial for Shrek aired- (laughs) Um, viewers allegedly began to file complaints with the t v station and the Kleenex corporation. They found the commercial unnerving, and people claimed that the song was a German curse that translated to die, die, everyone is cursed, and will be killed. Oh, is it like like when you play it backwards? that's what it translates to in German and I, I guess that wait, so is it like one of these things where they're like so like the song. ...is in English. Yes. But it doesn't really sound like it if you first listen to it, because it's such a weird tone of voice. So I almost wonder if people were hearing it and thinking it sounded like German. Well, I mean, like, German and English are pretty similar to someone who doesn't speak those languages, so to them, it probably all sounded the same. Yeah. Well, like, maybe... Here's what happened. Okay? (laughs) Let me paint you a picture. They put it in the Google Translate in the 80s. Perfect. And they translated it from English to German back to English. And that's the curse. Got it. That's beautiful. Okay. So due to complaints, Kleenex ended up pulling the ad. However, it didn't stop the rumors about the cast and crew. Um, Some said that the baby in the advertisement had died in a horrific car crash. Oh, the baby died? The baby died in a car crash. Okay. Um, And that in that car crash, it was decapitated. Oh. I don't remember this from the panel. (laughs) I do. It was very dark. Okay, <laughs> you were drunk. I wasn't drunk. Others said that I the... was drunk later. Okay, <laughs> others said that the actress Kiko Matsuka was said to have either died, be institutionalized, or that she had become the baby pregnant. was institutionalized. No, the the actress. The oh, lady. so not the goblin, not Trek. No, not Trek. The Fiona. No. <laughs> um. So that the actress, she was either. She either died, was institutionalized, or that she became pregnant and gave birth to a demon baby. Oh, a demon baby. We've talked about that. She actually, like, was the mother of that baby, you know, and it was actually just a little demon baby. <laughs> yeah, just a little demon baby that you keep in your attic. Oh, Cute. <laughs> Some people say that if you watch the video at midnight, the video will glitch and make a strange noise. You can um, see React videos all over the internet. And as of- Or you can just watch it at midnight yourself. You could. You should. You shouldn't. I don't want to curse everyone. Except I already did. As of August 2017, we do know that the actress was alive and working. She was still. Oh, she's still doing Kleenex commercials? Yeah. So if she did have a demon baby, like. She survived the demon baby. She's providing for her demon baby. On March 25th, 2013, there was a YouTuber called Shrouded Hand who posted a video of the commercial becoming distorted when watched at midnight. Um, this video had about 1 million views at the, a little over 1 million views at the time that I was doing this research. And since then, like, since 2013, there have been tons and tons and tons of these videos. You can literally, like, type in Curse Kleenex commercial and you get a lot of react videos. Okay. And so that is it. And like Jesse said, if you go to our Facebook page, someone did post it on there. At midnight. At midnight. The night of the panel. It was awesome. Um, But you can watch it if you're interested in checking it out. I just think it's a very interesting story. Yeah. It is a very interesting story. I think it's funny that they think it's German, though. I know. I think so, too. (laughs) All right. So let's end this on a pseudo lighter note. Pseudo. Pseudo, because we're still talking about ghosts. So, like... <laughs> so, I'm going to tell you the story about the... zashiki Warashi. So, like, I had already brought that up in the other story. About the... Uh, Makura-geshi. Is a form of this. Okay. The zashiki Warashi. So, tell me about it, Jess. Alright. So... The zashiki Warashi are house spirits, fond of mischief, and loved by all. Oh, they're loved. Yeah, so they're, they're loved. They're good mischief makers. Yes, so. They just play casual pranks on you. Yeah, exactly. So they are believed to bring great fortune and riches to those whose houses it haunts. Oh, that's good. They appear ghost like, like five or six year old children, with uh, blushing red faces. So they're not pale, they actually look lively. Okay, so they're children. With red faces that will bring me fortune. Yep. Good fortune. So the boys or girls uh, traditionally wear clothes uh, like a child-sized warrior costumes for boys or patterned kimonos with uh, with short bobbed or long hair or tied back in like a ponytail for girls. Oh, that sounds adorable. Yeah, they sound adorable. They sound like cute little kids that are just like, look at me, I'm dressed up. So, rarely they do appear as uh, wild, hairy, brutish figures. Often, it is difficult to make out any details other than a vague, childlike shape. That is more terrifying. Yeah. But, like, wouldn't it be cute to see, like, a little, like, six-year-old girl in a kimono? I mean, yeah, they'd be cute. But if it looks like fucking Cousin It coming at you in the vague shape (sighs) of a child. Direct sightings of these ghosts are rare, but in some instances instances, it is said that only the house owners or only children are able to see these spirits. Because of this, they are usually known by their pranks that are pulled in the house. So the the Zashiki, Warashi love mischief. Often the first signs that one one's house is haunted by one is that there's a trail of children's footprints through ashes or soap powder. Okay, for one? Yeah. Why do you have ashes and soap powder just laying around? Well, like, like I would think, like, baby powder. Like, it's like I don't baby- want the real reason, Devin. I want the pretend reasons. Fine. Why? You know, you're just messy. You know, the, he, he just wanted to play in the fireplace. Oh, cute. Yeah. He He's was just like, like, oh, look at this cool... Look, Mom, I'm in my cool warrior costume, and I'm not even burning. <laughs> <laughs> Other mischief includes making phantom noises, which sound like spinning wheels turning all, all night long. Ew. Paper crinkling. I wouldn't. That would be so annoying. Like, just like someone crinkling paper and then like re-uncrinkling it and then re-crinkling it and then uncrinkling it and then he eventually gives you a Kleenex. That, <laughs> that's like Paco licking plastic bags all night. <laughs> annoying level. Or uh, children's voices. Or you'll hear Kagura Shinto music, holy music. I think I pronounced that correctly. Most hauntings involve a single ghost, but some involve multiple little children running around your house. <laughs> okay. What if you had someone come over to your house for the first time? How would you explain that? It's just um, like, well, they it was d- your d- first date. It's the first, <laughs> first date at my house. Yep. Um well they only technically appear to the owners of the house okay but if they didn't and they appear to everyone like oh so you just like have all these kids like you didn't have that on your dating profile or you get married your new spouse is getting ready to move in and he's like i thought you said you were single and you didn't have any children Oh, no. And then you've got like, he's like, I don't have children. We've been dating for five years. How could I hide that? I like that we both said he. <laughs> <laughs> and then you've just got like all these little scamps running around yeah. in their cute costumes and one that looks like Cousinette. Yep. <laughs> he's brooding. <laughs> he's very upset that he looks that way and everyone else gets cool costumes. So the Zashiki Warashi are considered guardian spirits of the house, and gods of luck. It is said that a house with a spirit will prosper and grow rich, and the house that drives away such a spirit will fall into a decline and ruin. So you want the little guys in your house. Yes. In one account, a family witnessed the spirit leaving their home, and soon they all succumbed to food poisoning and died. Oh. That's awful. So, like, did, like... So they all witness the spirit leaving their house. So like did like the ghost pack up all of its crinkly papers and <laughs> its costume and a suitcase. And it's like, I've had it. I'm out of here. Yes. And then just slams the front door. Yes, I can see it. And it's like stomping because yeah. little kids stomp when they're yeah. angry. Exactly. He just and stomps his way takes out the, the door. door and it slams it. And he never comes back. And then you die And of you're like, food poisoning. He, goes, he goes, no one came for me. And that's why they all die from food poisoning. And he takes his little bike and he ties his little rucksack on his bike and he rides off and finds someone else's house. Well, let's be real for a second. When kids are throwing temper tantrums, they expect people to like follow them and to like Oh for sure. One time I tried running away. Yeah? Yeah, I made a rucksack and I attached it to my bike and I left the house and I rode my bike to an empty lot that was two houses down. And then you made your new home there? That was my new home. And lived there for the rest of your life? Yeah, I actually never moved back with my parents. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'm so proud that you've upgraded from an empty lot you to know, a house. You know, I really townhouse. made something out of my life. In another story, a well-known legend of a wealthy man, man's son, shot the spirit with a bow and arrow. So I'm assuming shot at the spirit. Because, like, the kid's just, like, in his cute, like, little warrior outfit. And this That's kid, intense. This kid has a bow and arrow and just shoots straight through him. He's like, <gasps> and he like looks down at his chest like he's actually been shot, but it's like actually sticking in the wall behind him. Yeah, and his warrior outfit. He's like, I've been hit, and he gets all dramatic and pretends that he was died in battle. Yep. And then so soon after that, the family's fortune collapsed. In many homes, these uh, spirits befriend the children of the house, teaching them songs and games and nursery rhymes. They keep elderly and infertile couples company. Oh, cute. And these couple, couples often treat the zashiki Warashi as if they were their own child. Oh, how sweet. The desire to attract and keep these friendly yokai has led customs to setting out food and even laying coins in the foundation when building a new house. Okay. The Japanese take great care to maintain their spirits uh, so to not drive them away, they are known by many different names in other areas. I took out the Japanese way to pronounce these, but I'm just going to tell you
1: their translated names, the
0: translated names. Ready? Yep. Warehouse child. <laughs> warehouse? Yeah. Warehouse child. Like a warehouse but my first thought was like a, a were- werewolf house. <laughs> like a were <were-child. laughs> yeah. child. Yeah. But a it was actually a, the house was a werewolf. Oh, okay. And the child just lived there. <laughs> and as we spoke about earlier, the pillow turner. The pillow turner. Yeah. The Makrageshi. See, if he is like this, I think he's just flipping your pillow to the cold side. Yeah. He's just a In this, In this story, he's just flipping your pillow to the cold side. He's just like. Let me just get that for you. You look a little hot. it will be so much more comfortable. Yeah. And you still better. Yeah. In popular culture, it is in... They are depicted in an anime series called Centaur no Naomi where the Zashiki Uerashi was represented by a small child that played with the youngest sister of the family. Oh. And in... In a video game called Anyoji, one of the first sha- shiki- shikigami. Shikigami? Yep, yeah, that. So pretty much the shikigami you can meet is called the zashiki, and represents this is shikiwari, where being said to bring wealth and good fortune to their host. And and that is the story of the Sajiki Warashi. I like that one. So now I'm done. They're so cute. They're just like, I just want to be your friend. Yeah. And And I bring you good fortune. And, you know, because you let me live here, I'll do something for you, too. And I'll bring you good fortune. Isn't that nice of them? It's very sweet. Very sweet. But, yeah. That is our Haunted Japan Part 2 episode. Yeah, so thanks for joining us once again. So, if you enjoyed this episode, please rate, review, and subscribe to our podcast you can listen to us everywhere we are working on getting onto pandora so on, unlike any other podcast host pandora takes four to six weeks yeah. so we will i did it two weeks ago so i will we will see in about two to four more weeks if you come up with any other place that we're not at let us know too, and we'll work on getting ourselves onto those platforms. Yeah, because literally the night the night that someone asked if we were on Pandora, I submitted our podcast on the Pandora. Yeah, so just let us know if there's somewhere you'd prefer to listen to us, and we're not there yet, and we'll we'll work it out. Yeah, um, and you can find us on social media at you can find us on Twitter at themfcast, you can find us on Instagram at marbleforestpodcast. Um, you can send us your stories at marbleforestpodcast at gmail.com. Yes. But, like, I also want to know if the panel people saw a legless woman. That's what you were talking about. Yep. I was like, did I see one? No. And did you answer it? Did you answer it correctly? Did you take notes of what I said during the panel? Did you say that you need your legs now? We'd like to give a special thanks to Jenna, who did our logo. And you can find her on Instagram and Etsy at agenda. That is agenda. And a special thanks to Cameron who did our music and Devin and anyone who came to our YumaCon panel. Seriously, guys. Thank you. We coming back next year. And thank you guys for listening. Even if you weren't there, because we appreciate you all so, so, so much. Yeah, exactly. So that's that's it. That's it. And uh, don't tempt fate. By not throwing quarters at a ghost. Yeah, don't do that. Yeah, you gotta have your quarters on you. Always have your quarters. Goodbye. Goodbye.